Oh my goodness. If you're just tired of dealing with the toddler tantrums, tired with like the peeling on the floor, the acting out in public, the not letting you get anything done, just doesn't want to listen, wants to tell you no every five minutes, is whining, crying, just an emotional train wreck, then this podcast series is for you. This is for moms who have kids ages one to four and need a little bit more clarity and sanity in their lives. And if you are not a mom yet, this is still for you because believe me, this is the stuff you learn before you have kids. And if you already have kids like I do and you have to learn now as you go, I still got you covered. I'm going to make it easy breezy. You're going to get these things in 15 to 20 minute snippets. Let's get started on the toddler quote unquote discipline series and get you less stressed, and get them to actually listen. Now, as Muslima, we all strive to be better Muslims, right? And as a mother, that should mean great Muslim parenting. But what does that actually look like to any of us even know. And what are our frames of reference? Our own parents? Did they embody the parenting of the son of the prophet, peace be upon him? Hmm. How did the prophet, peace be upon him, and any mother of the believers approach things like toddler tantrums, kids being like outright defiant telling you no? Do I think my parenting style is aligned with the sunnah? Why or why not? And do I even know what parenting by this in it would look like in modern day 2020? We're going to be exploring all of these things and then the answers to those and what you could actually be doing with your kids ages one to four to get them to actually be listening and cooperating and for you to have a less stressful life. And if you are currently a mother, good. And if you're not, this is still for you. Why? Well, because anyone who knows anything about being a mother knows it is absolutely no fun to do things as you go and learn things as you go. When you're already in a situation, you often lose opportunities to do things the right way as you're winging it. And often it can even put a strain on your marriage as you're highly stressed trying to raise and manage children without the tools to do it. Plus, Once you're a mom, and I'm sure a lot of moms listening right now will know exactly what I'm talking about, you have very little time to learn things or even have two minutes to yourself to do anything because you are just, oh, so busy taking care of everyone else, right? So now's the time to learn. And gosh, I wish somebody would have told me this stuff a long time ago before I had kids, 21 years ago when I started, four, you know, five kids, four to 23 years later four years old to 23 years old later. Um, that's that's the age range I have. It is quite the range, right? I'm so happy now to be able to share with you what I wish somebody would have told me. And over the next couple podcasts, we're going to give you all the answers you need to kind of let you do it with more clarity and confidence and ease and do it by the sun, inshallah. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I'm so, so happy to be with you guys and so excited to talk about this topic. Today, we're going to begin the, the conversation of exactly how to parent Muslim because there is really an important mindset shift that we sometimes need to make in order to do things better or more sunnah aligned in a way. 
Then over the next couple of podcasts, we're going to dive into kind of handing you over some actual tools. As a teacher, like a person who actually literally has taught and led, I I so am into just like having steps, having, you know, questions to ask yourself, consider like, I understand that podcasts, sometimes some people, they just like blab and blab in the airways, but I'm not really into that. I'm not here to just like run my mouth and then hope you like stuff that I say. I want to actually make sure that the stuff that I give you is actionable. So like, okay, I learned something and here's like the next two steps in order to make myself better. So if you know the format of most of my podcasts, that's how I do it. So if you're new here, just letting you know, you'll be getting a lot of that. Over the next course of the couple podcasts, we're going to be diving into handing over some tools on how to manage children at the various growth stages, maybe like ages one to four, we're going to be talking about specifically. Now, just today, actually, one sister said, but I have like a six-year-old. Can I use some of the stuff for them? And my answer to that is, you have no idea that so much of what we're going to do is really just setting our children up for success. And some of that will be highly specific to those ages, but a lot of that will also be things that will carry over into other ages as well. So no worries if your kids have already passed those ages and they're a little bit um, later, we definitely have stuff for you as well. And that will definitely, definitely benefit too, inshallah. And the other day, another sister, I just tell you, like I have so many of these conversations. I love it with you guys. And um, another sister said to me, okay, I love this. I love that you're doing this, but are you going to talk about preteens, please? And I totally get this as well, because as, like I said, a mom who has like their youngest at four and their oldest at 23 with their own kids now, right? I have been through the preteen phases with my children. And that is definitely another stage where women really need some tools on managing that. But actually has some really good news. I'm kind of excited. This is the first time I've said it on the podcast to any of you guys out there. I've actually been compiling all of the requests that you guys have been making for the past year or so. Because by the way, if you're new here, like 97% of what I talk about is what you guys like privately DM me and you're like, sis, can you please talk about this? And that's what I do because I feel like our women need to talk about stuff. And this is really really just solely like focused on what our needs are as a community and like what we want to talk about and what we need help with so over the past year and a half you guys have been dming me stuff and i've been keeping track because i'm just dorkish like that and i keep the data and so whatever you guys have told me i've been secretly with my team creating an entire library like a treasure trove or secret vault if you will of tools for women on all the different topics that you've been talking to me about many of you heard me speaking about it takes a village and the importance of having a village of women who support you even in raising children by the sunnah in a healthy and happy way. Well, let me tell you a little secret that's combining like this secret vault and treasure trove and this whole takes a village thing. In about a month or so, I'm going to release my secret project. That sounds so like... (laughs) That sounds so funny, my secret project. That will not only give us a, or as a like more community feel, a community feel that is better, dare I say it, than IG or Facebook. Because even though I love those platforms and I live on them in, you know, daily with you guys, they do have their communication limitations, I'm not going to lie. And I, I know you guys probably can feel this, right? Like you can post, you can like stuff, you can comment, but that's kind of as deep as it goes. I mean, sometimes you'll go back and forth with a sister about a certain thing, but it's not like the deepest of conversations. And I feel like um, there's always been like something more we could do. Well, guess what? There's this crazy new platform that actually I just, um, you know, and putting all this stuff on that is totally brand new that has so much interaction so much deeper interaction so I'm like ridiculously excited about that so on this platform I'm going to have tons of tools on parenting for all ages 
relationship stuff, love and marriage, homeschooling, career support, life hacks, organization. And inside this, you're also going to get like free access to unlimited workshops and interviews with experts and like a whole lot. I decided if there wasn't a village, I was going to make my own. (laughs) So keep up to date with the podcast, guys, in the next couple of weeks, because somewhere by the end of July, beginning of August-ish, we're going to be releasing this. And I cannot wait to have so many of you part of the village. And we definitely, definitely are really looking for women who are positive, and they just really want to grow and thrive and connect with other women as Muslimah and just in happier and healthier ways. And so can't wait to share that with you guys soon, inshallah ta'ala. So let's get into the crux of today's podcast and address the question how can we parent better by the sunnah and making disciplining quote unquote you can hear me say that a lot like quote unquote there's a reason you'll get to it a bit our kids a whole lot easier how can we get our kids to behave exactly is is the way we want to say it right so the answer might shock you you don't yeah you heard me right i said there might be some mindset shifts so if you aren't ready to make them let me ask you a question. So what I said again, if in case you missed it, I said, how do you make your kids behave? That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And I said, the answer is you don't. Okay. So the mindset shift here, I want you to understand is, is that we have to think differently about the way that we parent. And it could be a little bit different than what our parents have taught us. It could be something that we've never been exposed to before. It could be some stuff that we like, some stuff that makes us uncomfortable. But I want you to ultimately ask yourself a question right now in terms of the mindset shifts. Um, If you aren't ready to make a mindset shift yet, possibly, I have this question. How is your current parenting style working for you right now? Is it working at all? And let me tell you, if you're highly stressed and feeling like you're out of control, then the answer is no. And you need to maybe seek a better approach or nothing is going to get better. And I came to grips with that probably like over a decade ago when I was introduced to so much of this. And so I want you to open your mind with me for a minute. Our role as a parent is not to force a child to listen. The Prophet, peace be upon him, never forced children with an iron fist to do anything. We're going to be learning a lot more stuff you've never seen before because I'm telling you, I've been looking for it forever and I had to actually like pull it from everywhere and compile it myself after learning under people and taking so many classes and just like putting all my notes together. I know it's possible that many of you may have been raised by your parents with force. And, and honestly, I was in a way as well, but that, that isn't necessarily by the sunnah. Our role is to teach children how to how to cooperate and how to kind of like in a way that they want to comply to teach him or her, whether you have a boy or a girl, about behavior expectations that we have for them, not to force it down their throat and then shame them if they can't do it. It's just not healthy for any of us. But too many of us use force, right? We feel like we need to like take charge or lay down the law. But what you might not see, because we aren't looking close enough or at all at the time while we're doing it, what we might not see is that our children are only complying because they're afraid or because they're afraid of being hurt or abandoned. Yeah, it's deep. Not just afraid of a timeout or a hit. Like there's a deeper psychological thing that's happening in that, that small microcosm of an experience that we're having. Many of us don't realize that our parents punishing us severely as children, because of that, we now struggle with higher levels of stress that lead to anxiety, guilt, or depression. Others struggle to maintain healthy, trusting relationships with others. Yes, 
we have suffered unconscious negative side effects from this approach that many of us are still struggling with today and even some of us going to therapy for. But the problem is we're kind of just repeating it because, you know, it's habit onto our kids and the next generation, the next generation. So it comes to this point where you kind of like almost have to break the cycle. And I promise you, as a licensed educator of two decades in the public and private school system myself and a mom of five, I promise I've spent most of my life invested in finding the best way to get kids to listen and behave. It's kind of what we're taught to do even in university. And so I've done that. I've done, you know, Sunnah education. And I'm going to save you a lot of time and money and all that stuff I went through in the schooling and share exactly what works and what needs to be done by the son in a healthier way, aligned with a more gentle approach to parenting that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used. And I'm really, really excited to bring that to all of you because I feel like this is just not talked about enough. In our deen, the goal of raising a child generally falls under the realm of tarbiyah, meaning to supervise or manage. But it's how we supervise or manage that kind of needs to be greater aligned with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his beautiful example. Now, there are general guidelines that we will bring up over the next couple sessions on tarbiyah. But what we can also determine, what can also determine, excuse me, a parent's personal kind of tarbiyah philosophy are the values of their specific family and community when they're aligned with Islam. And Abdurrahman O'Hijazi um, said, it is the essence, um, it is in essence a collection of behavioral and verbal exchanges that are directly or indirectly taken from the Quran, whose aim is to achieve goals defined by Islam for the growth and happiness of a Muslim. That's the way he's defining kind of like tarbiyah with the children. But um, no worries, we're going to break it all down for you in kind of a less fancy and easy means and terms over the next couple of podcasts, inshallah ta'ala, and we'll show you in very, very specific examples what um, you would what that would look like kind of like in everyday life, these verbal and behavioral exchanges. So no worries. But right for the uh, goal of this podcast, we're going to be doing some goal setting. And this is hypercritical, hypercritical. But first, like, let's get into exactly how to set goals for ourselves and why we need to have them. And, you know, the thing is, if you guys have heard Stephen Covey, you know, the seven habits of effective people, I know I took the training long time ago back in Dubai when I lived in Dubai. Um, it was amazing training. And you know what's funny? I was in the training for uh, Stephen Covey and the presenter, she was uh, Syrian. She was Syrian. And I said to her, she kept like giving these seven habits of effective people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the hadith on this. That sounds like the ayat of Quran that talks about this. And so finally, by the end of the training, and by the way, it was a totally Western training for like, they do this for like Fortune 500 companies and, you know, major, you know, things. They do it for just totally non-Muslims all the time. And, and Stephen Covey is a non-Muslim. But I raised my hand because she was Suri and I knew she would kind of know what I was referring to. I said, can I ask you a question? Did Stephen Covey ever reference Islam in the Quran when he was making these seven habits of effective people? And she looked at me and she's like, all of the time. And I'm like, stop, that is crazy. So if you didn't know that, a lot of it was referenced from the Quran and Sunnah, all of his tactics of how to have the most success. So one of them was beginning with the end in mind. And it's like, subhanAllah, exactly how Allah talks to us in the Quran about this. So that is why we need to have a goal set right now for you, for me, for our parenting. Um, because if we don't have this end in mind, this thing that we're trying to reach towards, and then we work backwards, this is called backward design. It's actually um, very, very um, 
often used in all different types of educational settings. So beginning with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey said, that is how I plan my lessons. That is how I plan my podcast when you're listening to right now. Um, you know, we ask ourselves, what do we want to accomplish by the end of it? What do we hope they're walking away with? And then how could I measure it? And then kind of like, how could I, what do I have to do in order to get that to happen type of a thing? So I do this when I, when I, budget my household affairs, where I'm going to buy a new car or a new house. This is how we should approach any situation when we need a certain outcome to happen, inshallah. Now, there's a big difference. Let me be really clear. There's a big difference between a short-term goal and a long-term goal. Now, too many of us are focusing on these like short-term goals, just like our parents, compliance, you know? Just get the kids to stop screaming or like thrashing on the floor or just to listen or just to clean up their room. Like that's the extent of what we want. We're like in survival mode. These short-term goals are very survival-ish <laughs> type goals. And don't get me wrong, they're needed. I get that. I'm a parent too. You just need the kid to, to just like stop doing what they're doing or just listen for a minute. But honest truth, they're centered around obedience often almost like totalitarian, authoritarian style obedience where we are the supreme rulers and they are our peons and they have to obey our every command. And it's it's not super Islamic, to be honest, and definitely not the approach that the Prophet, peace be upon him, took and the Sahaba. So if that's the case, let's just recognize for a minute here that fact that we might not be exactly aligned and let's just get real with ourselves. Now, often when I ask women how they envision their child to be like in the future, rarely do they say things like blind obedience. Like that isn't like the loftiest of aspirations, okay? But that could be our short-term goal for the moment. Like, hey, just get them to just listen, stop doing X, Y, Z so I could do this thing I got to do. Now, of course, I'm sure many of us say, but listen, I want my kid to be a good Muslim or the best at this or that. And I get that too, right? Like, so either I just want your kid to listen, or maybe if you're thinking long-term, you're like, hey, I just want my kid to be a good Muslim. But again, too often our long-term goal isn't actually reflected in our everyday parenting style and how we talk to and treat our kids on a daily basis. So what I'm getting at is, if that's what you want for your child, you want them to be this amazing Muslim, is what you're doing every day aligned and gonna get you there? based on what you're doing right now? Do you think that's going to happen? Like, how is that going to help you? Now, instead of thinking of short-term goals here, I invite you to think of a long-term goal. One that fast forward 10 to 20 years later in your child's life, you can see that they have achieved. Yes, that far. This is the end in mind, right? It's important. We're thinking about by the end of the child's childhood into like healthy adulthood, this healthy adult that we're hoping that they become. Now, I want you to do if you can, and if you're driving, if you are, um, you can get back to us on this and do this, but it's really important to do this before the next podcast or the next couple of podcasts. So don't forget, okay? I need you to really reflect on what your long-term goal is for your child or your children. Really reflect on your desired goal and the next series of questions that I have here. And I also have a downloadable of these linked in the show notes. So don't forget to pick that up so you can keep all organized. It's really important. This work is like critical for your child's entire future, right? So let's keep it organized, moms, right? I have to do this too. This is what I do too. Um, after you reflect on your goal, definitely write it down and date it. And I'm going to help you through this. Don't worry. You're not like reflecting on your own. I'm going to give you the, the total questions to get the reflection moving. Don't worry. So to do the goal, 
I want you to think of this sentence, and you, you could think of it in your own way too. I don't want to restrict your reflection, but if you need a little bit of help, this is what I would say. I would say, finish this sentence. I ultimately want my child to, and then explain what kind of a healthy adult you want them to be, whatever that looks like to you, okay? Or I want my children to, if you have more than one child, right? You know, and be honest with yourself with this next one. So once you get that down, what, what do you really want for your child? What do you ultimately, what's the goal of your parenting? Like by the end of all of this strain and blood, sweat, and tears, like what do you want to happen? This is the end in mind, right? Write it down in a sentence or two or three, whatever. Date it. So important. So when you come back to it, you can be like, gosh, that's what I was thinking five years ago. Woo. Now, you know, it's just funny. It's really, really good and important. Um, and then after that, I want to help you work through some of these questions to get you into a better frame of mind, right? Talked about some mind shift setting to get you ready and all rearing up. And this is what we're going to end with because it is so incredibly important. I need you to focus on this before we do anything else. And if we can't get this down, we don't have a goal, then what's the point of us working together in the next couple episodes, right? So let's get it down. And this is something every mom should do. I've done it myself. So let's be honest with ourselves. Like ultimately, I want my kid to be XYZ. Write that down. When you're done with that, then I ask yourself, honestly, is my current parenting style going to help me reach that goal? Why? Or why not? Now, if the answer is yes, then we're done here. Great. <laughs> you can go off and parent on your own. But if the answer is no, my screaming and threatening and hitting or whatever it is that you're doing that you feel is just like not really working out, if it's not going to get you there and you can realize and recognize that, then I want you to ask yourself the next question. What might I need to do instead, right? What might you need to know in order to achieve your goal instead. And what do you, you know, basically this development, like what are the tools that you're missing in your toolbox in order to help you achieve this goal that you want? Now in the next three to four podcasts, I'm committed to helping you have those tools, get those tools to parent better and to find a better approach that will help you reach your goal and have more peace in your day-to-day -day parenting. But your homework for today though, and I rarely give homework guys, I like almost never give homework. I know you have enough to do. Okay, but this is really important, is to write down the answer to these questions so that you can truly move forward and have a greater ease and success for your family. So like I said, don't forget, there's a downloadable um, to do it, like a little worksheet um, down in the show notes just to keep you there and guide it. And you can keep it in a little folder for yourself or wherever in your binder or something. That way you could look back on it. And then as we're working together and you're working through certain things, you can go back and be like, yeah, I nailed that or no, like whatever. So as usual, guys, you can DM me on Instagram at mindfulmuslima.com. Mindful Muslima, or reach me via email at mindfulness at mindful-muslima.com with any questions or comments. As I'm going through this series, certain things might come up. Maybe today you're going to have an amazing day with your child, or it's going to be a difficult day. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I need to ask her about this. Go ahead, DM me, Mindful Muslima. And inshallah ta'ala, I hope to see you guys in the next part, which is going to be kind of like part one B, because this is kind of like part A, we had to do this goal setting. Sorry, guys, it's so important. And then we're going to get into one-year-olds next. Hope to talk to you then. See you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum.